let's let go of the rose-colored glasses and the idea that CEO life will always be glamorous, when in fact, it's often the exact opposite. Welcome, guys. Thanks for joining me. I'm super excited to introduce you guys to our guest this week. My guest is Myoshia Boykin Anderson. She is a seven-figure tech founder and CEO of Antech Solutions. She can be found at antechllc.com, but join me in welcoming her, guys. Welcome, Myoshia. How are you? I am awesome. Excited to be chatting with you today. Really excited about it. Me too. So I, you know, I saw your post on LinkedIn and it spoke to me leaps and bounds. Like I wanted to copy, paste it, share it, all the things. And that quote at the intro, guys, was from a post that she made in uh, on LinkedIn, uh, probably what, three, five days ago, something like that. Yeah, and I think it was Friday. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I was I was on, on there on Friday. I'm like, oh, this is good stuff here. And one of the things I love talking about, just so you know, I, I shared with you a little bit. I started my own business in the end of 2018. 2019 was phenomenal and 2020 was horrible for us all. <laughs> We're all sick of talking about it, but it is what it is, right? So, you know, I'm really, I admire and look at other, you know, female founders and women business owners um, and look up to them. And so I'm really interested to learn about, you know, your entrepreneur experience and the growth of your business and how you came into what you do and exactly what you do. So tell us a little bit. Awesome. Well, thank you, first of all, for having me. I'm, um, again, like I said, super excited to, um, to chat with you today. So I started, um, I often tell people that my journey towards entrepreneurship was not voluntary. <laughs> I've been an entrepreneur since um, November 1998. And I started my first company I mean, and I say first, because we'll talk about some of the other things that I'm doing, but I started my first company because um, in, the, in the height of me being this single 25-year-old mother, um, I thought I, was, I had landed my dream job. Like I, I was in tech, working for a tech company, um, and I was loving my work and doing all the things, and I thought that was going to be my forever dream job. I was making more money than I had ever made. And I was just really feeling good about where I was. And one day, in a single day, one day my manager came in and said, we decided to close the office. And what I thought I knew about corporate America was that they made these decisions all the time. And, you know, it would, you know, they take a while, but, you know, it's a transition period. And she said, today. It devastated me. One, as I mentioned, I was a single mother. Um, I was making good money, yes, but I was still living well above my means. I was living paycheck to paycheck and I had no savings. I didn't have anything under the mattress. It, I mean, it was, I didn't have any savings. So this, this news came to me as a big, big blow, um, really knocked me off of my feet, literally because I went to the restroom and I was bawling on the floor, like literally bawling. But what I decided, and this was in February of 1998, what I decided at that moment, I didn't know how it was gonna look. I've never been to college. Um, I didn't have any business acumen. I didn't know how it was gonna look, but I knew at that moment that nobody else would have that type of control over me. Um, 
to control where I got my next dollar from. What would you say if you had um, one piece of advice, and this is off the cuff, but we're unscripted, so why not, uh, of a young, young entrepreneur, what would you, what, what piece of advice would you give to a young female entrepreneur? I would literally say, um, listen, there, there are no boxes. I think so many times society, and not just society, but ourselves, our families, our friends, those who mean us well, try to put us in these boxes. And if it's one thing I've learned over all of these years, I've seen the resilience of amazing women, um, of amazing people just going out there and doing it. So the advice that I would give is to just do it, like throw caution to the wind, um, fail forward, fail often, right? Um, because I believe that our fear of failure holds us back. And if we foster an environment where we feel comfortable failing, right? Not being um, negligent or not being, um, you know, distasteful or any of that, but giving ourselves the um, allowance of failure it allows us to achieve so much more because at that point we're like, well, shoot, I'm just going to try it and see. And, um, and it's amazing what can come out of that. But um, I know even for me um, and, and so many times, like everything I say truly is, is literally coming from personal experience. I tell people all the time, baby, I ain't telling you what I read in a book. You know, business is a unique way of, of morphing and turning in ways that you don't always expect. And, and um, for me, that's been the case. And I think, you know, I've kind of gone through a metamorphosis, if you will. And that's why your rose colored glasses really spoke to me because I had told my husband, I said, I turned 51 in June. And I said, I feel like someone stole my rose colored glasses, like, mm -hmm. you know, my vision of the world and, and the news, and it's just so heavy today and it's so hard. And so when you have that entrepreneur spirit and you want to go be the dreamer, the chaser, the risk taker. And then sometimes society can beat you down a little bit, but you've got to persevere. And if you don't have that spirit and that perseverance, it can be, you, you know, you're so right about failing and fail again and fail forward. Like, you know, that's what life's about. And it's those opportunities to fail that really teach you your greatest lessons. They really yeah. do. Yeah, I, I truly, I truly believe that. I, I believe. Um, you know, one of my favorite scriptures is, you know, all things work together for good. And if we believe that all means all, then that means the good, the bad, the ugly, it's all meant for good, right? So, uh, but I, I know that it's difficult when we're going through it, um, which was one of the reasons I wanted to put that post out there because, you know, being an entrepreneur, it, it affords us to do, you know, things that are like, you know, cool and, you know, and all of that stuff. And, and, you know, with, with the way social media is today, people will see the, you know, the good and all of that, but they don't know that, shoot, listen, I've been, it, it, I've been going at it like probably all night. Right. And this is just that moment that I've had a chance to breathe and the sun just happens to be hitting just right. So, you know, so that picture but listen, it's a, we've been going at it. And, and it's important that people understand that, listen, um, you know, whatever effort you've been giving for others, 
When you become an entrepreneur, just know that the effort is going to be heightened. It's going to be increased, but the reward is there. And to understand that there are seasons, right? Starting a business takes a lot of work, but there's this like front loading of sacrifice, if you will, so that you can then, yeah, take the take the nice pictures and, and, you know, sit on the boat and, you know, and take the flight and, and eat at the restaurant and, you know, take the ice cream. I mean, you could do all those things, but like the kids say these days, don't get it twisted. So tell me more about Beyond Belief. Oh, Beyond Belief. It is, um, it, it brings me so much joy. So I'll tell you um, a little funny. Um, so I've had this calling on my life for a really long time and I've just been dodging it and fighting it like no Jesus because I thought I thought when when God was calling me into service all I thought about was being behind the pulpit and I'm like well I'm not gonna be a preacher now so I've been running from it and fighting it but I realized just a short while ago is that that calling is yes for me to serve God's people, but I believe it's through the talents and the gifts that He's given me, which is um, the you know the the gift of creating businesses, um, knowing how to make money, how to make them successful, and and all the things that that are um, that come with being a CEO, a founder, an entrepreneur, right? So. Beyond belief is that I was I was very mindful not to call it a coaching business. Um, I mean, it, it, there is coaching, obviously, you know, in there, um, but it's a mentorship. And I was very intentional about mentorship because it, when I think about a mentor, it is somebody who is doing what I want to do. Um, and Beyond Belief is all about me taking women through the journey of entrepreneurship, but while I'm doing it also, right? So, so Beyond Belief um, was built around um, what I call the Beyond Belief business mentorship. And it is literally helping women, one, lean into their faith, um, because truly I would not be having this conversation with you today um, if it were not for, um, you know, my Christianity and me being able to, to really exercise my faith in my life and in my business, but, um, but really helping people leverage that faith, helping them think bigger and dream bigger and do bigger so that they can create these lives and these businesses that are truly beyond belief. Um, and and that's kind of what what that work is all about. I have a lot of big visions for it, but at its core, it's literally me helping women live their very best lives and understanding that it's going to look different for me, from you, for them, for her. It's it's going to look different, and and we get we get in trouble when we try to make our picture look like the next person's picture, right? Um, mm -hmm. But that's what that's what Beyond Belief um, is about. It's it's um, centered around our core offering, which is the mentorship, and then just all this cool stuff that we're doing. You know, the the outliers of it. Where are you based? 
in Houston. Um, okay. In Houston, I am a native Houstonian, born and raised. Um, interesting story, I'll tell you. Um, so in Houston, I am from this area called um, Third Ward. It is, um, you know, inner city, and um, we we've unfortunately gained. You know, a, a lot of great people have come out of Third Ward. Um, Debbie Allen and Felicia Richard uh, went to the high school that I went to and, and everything. But um, but unfortunately, um, we gained notoriety um, because of the um, George Floyd um, killing. And, um, you know, I, I tell people that, you know, it, the, the world knows him as George Floyd. We knew him as Perry. He and I went to the same school from elementary all the way to high school. Wow. Um, and, and it really just, you know, it, it, um, I, I mentioned that, um, often because it really just speaks to, again, like, like our stories are going to be different. Our paths are going to be different. Um, but we are all able to rewrite, like, I don't care where you come from. I don't care who you come from. Um, but this is, th this is a beautiful time for us all to lean into um, that greatness that is inside of all of us. That's awesome. So I have a couple, I, there's one burning person I really need to intro you to. Um, so I will do that after this episode, but um, there's a little girl and I'll mention her on here. Her mom knows I've asked her to be on. Um, her name is Bella and she lives here in Atlanta and she runs a nonprofit called bellasboxes.org. And Bella is in elementary school and Bella saw a need. She, she makes boxes and gives to local law enforcement. She makes back to school book bags and stuff for the students that can't afford their school supplies. She's, um, and so her mom is, Bella's the CEO of her business and her mom, mm -hmm. Amaris, works for Bella's. Mm -hmm. And she's very, uh, you know, faith-based and, you know, kind of leans in. We've talked a lot, you know, just about business in general. And Amaris and I, she works in the same industries, the, you know, residential space. She works for a company and does training, but I would love to intro, intro you guys to them. So, you know, any other entrepreneurs out there that are looking for what we've been talking about and, you know, my, my Oshia is, a brilliant woman with an amazing story and history. So, you know, um, what is the best way for people to reach out to you and talk to you or learn more about Beyond Belief and what you're doing? Um, so I am definitely on social, um, on all of the platforms. I'm there under my name, Myosia. Um, Beyond Belief um, has a business page um, across the platforms as well. Um, we have a private um, Facebook group where, um, you know, I'm just, I just show up and I just show up as the very best version of myself or, or the not so best version, but I just show <laughs> up. But um, so, so I'm available out there. Um, um, my email address, um, they can um, reach me there. Um, it's MB Anderson at Antech LLC for my tech business and at beyondbeliefbusiness.com for Beyond Belief. Um, and I love hearing from people. So I would love to hear from you guys. For sure. So any got any questions you guys have, you know, feel free to leave those in the comments. Thank you guys so much for listening this week. And thank you, Myoshia. I'm going to reach out to you. I've really enjoyed speaking with you. This has been so beneficial for me on a variety, on a, in a variety of ways, but I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to chat with me today and um, look forward maybe to hearing more from you in the future.
Yes, I would love for us to stay connected. This has been great, Monica. I've enjoyed myself. Me too, me too. Thanks so much. Hey guys, if you like this episode, please hit like and subscribe.